You are listening to the Level Up Gaming Podcast, episode 166, Giving Your Players Life. In today's episode, we discuss giving your players life. We discuss how small details and backgrounds can provide more depth to your character. We also discuss how you can use these details to expand your story and spotlight your characters. November begins the cross-promotion we have with various podcasts. Up first, we have Red Dirt D&D. Stay tuned for more from them later in the episode. If you'd like to participate in the discussion or leave us feedback, you can contact us at levelupyourgamingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash levelupyourgaming. If you like the content and want to hear more of the show, subscribe and we'll ensure you don't miss an episode. New episodes come out almost every Wednesday. Also, please review, tell a friend about the podcast, or share with your gaming group. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Level of Gaming Podcast. My name is Aaron, and joining me virtually, I've got Josh. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm doing a lot better. Last week, we were supposed to record, but I was sick, and I had no voice. And so instead of subjecting you to this, I chose to say, uh, I will wait until I have a voice to be able to talk to Josh. Yeah. You know, I I did miss you last week, Um, but... We got some stuff done around the house and there's some things going on. So, you know, it's, it's always fun to be able to go out and, you know, just, just live, live in the moment, see what's happening around town. Mm, okay. A- anything inspire you to go out and do any of that stuff? Anything? Uh, well, you know, maybe I'm, from I'm your past to uh, lose some weight. I've, I've, it, it's a, it's a, a family trait of just, you know, overeating and sitting around doing nothing. So I'm getting out and I'm walking and I want to, you know, go on some adventures. I think, I think that's really what I want to do. I'm going to go on some adventures because of the, because, uh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, there's proper motivation for that. It's almost like mm-hmm. you have a backstory, Josh. I do have a backstory. I mean, it's much more rich than I'm a fat guy that wants to go out and, you know, not be so fat, but that is a perfectly valid backstory. Listen, there's enough motivation to explain. You're, you've got enough to say, hey, this is what I why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Yeah. Okay. And, and honestly, it's a, it's a good place to start. So this is a, uh, the episode is going to be on giving your players life and adding backstories. Now, if you know me, this is the disclaimer, if you've listened to the last episode on backstories, <laughs> I hate backstories. I think they suck. Okay. However, what Josh just illustrated there is the example of a good backstory. Okay. Why? Because it's just enough to explain why your character has motivation. I don't need the anthology on Josh's life. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. And uh, this is like, we'll get into, um, you know, what makes a good backstory and like what you should like get your players involved in for a good backstory but if your players are starting out they don't need and they shouldn't have a novel and think about it you don't know everything that's going on around you at all times and it's better if you don't because some of those things should be filled in when you find out about them later I have uh, I've played with a few players who write extremely detailed backstories, mm-hmm. and uh, I 
Mm, let me let me make sure, let me make sure we aren't going to cover this later on here. Uh, I'll 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 preface it here. So, <laughs> um, and the problem with the backstories, and again, they're beautifully written, and you know the the, the people are, are are writers, and they they take their time to craft the grandiose novel that is the backstory. Okay, the problem. Okay. And I, I sat down with somebody and I read one of their backstories and I went to to them after the backstory is done and I said, Sounds like you wrapped up everything that you wanted to wrap up in the backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what's what's your motivation for doing anything else now? Well, and uh Yes. I've I've gotten there. I've gotten those players that want to write themselves a full novel like this is this is the history of my character i'm like okay you can do one of two things you can let me take a a red marker to this and i will get rid of most of it or this can be the backstory of a parent of yours and this is the reason you're going on this adventure and we can push this a generation back and your character knows some of this and maybe some of the rest of this will come out. And those are two completely valid options for the I wrote an entire novel. It is not, however, you, we'll get into it. <laughs> I think the more important thing is, like, I know you're not a fan of backstories. But I think that we should know why it is useful for players to create backstories for their characters. All right, so I, I, will, I will put it this way. It is useful for you to have knowledge about where your character came from, okay? Who your character knew, um, you know what, you know what events shaped your character in some way that maybe lead to their quirks today. So obviously, mm -hmm. in the D and D, uh, you know, quick startup thing when you roll up your character, they have a very simple backstory generator. Okay, I have played Seventh C. Okay, 7C has an extremely long backstory generator. Okay, but the backstory generator is heavily ingrained in how the game is played, meaning mm -hmm. that like there are these traits that you get you get points for by acting upon the traits and you know having an explanation for them how they fit in your backstory is really important. And they're also they are, okay, if used in moderation useful to giving the GM clues as to things the GM could do to spotlight you. It does not mean the GM has any obligation to go through your backstory, but the backstory does help the GM say, okay, listen, I've got that in my the back of my head. The village was burned down by cobalt. Keep that in mind because maybe I'm going to have you get your revenge on those cobalt at some point. You might never do it. Now, if your character's driving motivation is I am seeking to destroy the cobalt band that took did this to me the gm's gonna <laughs> i mean like i don't want to i don't want you to give me a character that like requires me to create the evil organization okay it's something that i will give to you as a gift for you know engaging in the backstory creation <laughs> yeah and see i know that you're talking about going and destroying all these cobalts and the first thing that pops in my head because i am that adversarial gm is i would make the players have to adopt a weakling cobalt and save him and, and protect him. And, you know, learn to love the cobalt. 
And it's just a difference of the way that they were brought up. And maybe if we create these connections, like, you know, because I'm all about the drama. But I think that's what's fun about a backstory is that it it gives both the players and the GM a reason to be invested in the fate of those characters. Yeah. So I'm if I'm blowing up right. I'm blowing up your little outline here. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna ask you the no, first most imp- around. I'm fine. gonna ask you the first most important question, Josh. Why should you make a backstory? <laughs> Well, I'm going to jump down to the bottom here and say, uh, <laughs> no, like, you know, we're talking about motivation. We're talking about uh, ways that you can incorporate it. And, but it, one of the things you said very specifically was that it's, it's, it does help with role playing. Um, in some of these games, you are given rewards for role playing your character and specifically that backstory and the way that the character interacts with the world or it's his his or her motivations um allow them to allows the player to understand how the character is going to interact now i'm not saying that we're going to have those people out that are like it's what my character would do while he stabs an entire town to death but you should be looking at that during character creation and making sure that we don't have those characters in our games. Yeah. I mean, so what I would say is, yeah, you're right. It, it does help with the role playing. I think that that's really where it comes in. If you're, if your backstory helps you flesh out who the character you are going to play better is, it should be mostly for you and less for the DM and the table. It should be that that's the primary purpose is to help you be able to establish who your character might be. Now, mm-hmm. it might be really good to have that at the beginning in the in the session zero, because it's going to help your GM say, this is a personality that will not fit in the group or this will work. But could we tweak this part of the personality? Very useful. OK, yeah, not going to deny the, the use in that if you're going to play that character, because if you play a character who is. Who, you know, who was separated from everyone they ever loved and cared about, and now they're Loney McLonerton. Okay, like, that's not a good character in a group setting. <laughs> no, it's it's much more fun, like, kicked out of every group he's ever been in, so he just longs for any sort of friendship. You know what? That's a person that will cling to any group that, that takes him in. And... uh will will fight viciously to keep those people safe. That's a person you want in your group. Yes. Not Loney McLaughlin who doesn't like being involved in groups. Ugh. Fine, go find somebody else. Yeah, you don't want to work with anybody. So why would you join this group? <laughs> now, on the flip of that, uh having a Loney McLaughlin backstory might be interesting if, you know, that's just the facade they put on and really they're, you know, a Cinnabon at heart. And, you know, you can, through that backstory and decent role-playing and storytelling, have some sort of character growth. And, but you need to sort of like build those layers in because a flaky cinnamon roll is not going to be just a blob. You got You got to have layers. No, you're, you are right there in that, in that the backstory can help facilitate the player growth as time goes on. So you may want to be starting as something and you may want to transform into something else that represents the journey that your character is on, whether it be your hero's journey or just the journey that you're the arc you want to take your character in. Um, 
you know, it gives it gives options to the GM as you progress through that, but it also lets you then play through character growth as time goes on, depending on the stories that are presented to you. Yeah. I think, you know, and if you work with your players to build like a good backstory for them, it doesn't need to be grandiose. It doesn't need to be uh, super in depth, but it should fit the sort of character that they want to play. It should uh, illustrate the motivation that they are going to bring to the game. And uh, it would be really nice if it had a couple of player hooks, you know, so some story hooks, some uh, connections with other people, some relationships from their past, something that you can throw in, you know, when it would be useful. Again, it depends on the type of GM you want to be. Okay. And if that, if you want to be driving stories out of the player's backstory, then it's a very useful thing. Um, the other thing that you can do too. So one of the things that like in a future game that Jared's going to run, he's asked us for this. He's got enough time to do it. Is he said, is there an aspect of character growth that you want to focus on in the game? Okay. So you can look at your flaws or your, your quirks from your backstory or just things about your character from your backstory. You can say, this is some, an area that my character would like to grow in. So that those are, are things that, that, you know, you can afford the GM to create special moments for your character there. But um, I think we've already started talking about it, but we're going to now talk about what makes it a really good backstory. We talked about some of the things you should avoid, which is yeah. no novels. We'll get to that. It's not, we're not there yet. We There's more on that. Okay. Yeah, no, that, but that is a big part of this. Okay. So um, if you're running a new campaign, what level are you starting at, Aaron? I typically... Okay, so if you're running with a brand new crew and you're brand new to this hobby, start at level one, okay? If you are running with a crew that you have played level one to level 15, 20 characters, okay, you've done the journey before, you've done all that, don't restrict yourself to level one, okay? Allow the players to kind of level set in session zero where they want to start, and mm -hmm. you can then build, you know, how you got there based on that. Because I think it's around level four in D&D. Is level four or level five in the level three? Okay. Level three in D&D, &D, you become like real adventurers. A like real you, boy. Yeah, yes. a real you, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and um, that's D&D. &D. There's other systems that have it different ways, but a lot of these systems... Uh, even systems without levels, there's a certain aspect of uh, this is an NPC and their stats are this, and this is a hero character and their stats are at base levels slightly better than an NPC. And so anytime you're starting a new game, like from scratch or partway through the leveling process or you, whatever it is, whatever backstory those characters have should match the level that they're at. Level one characters should have level one backstories. 
they just started adventuring, okay? Yeah. You you haven't been on thousands of grandiose adventures. You haven't slain the dragon Tiamat, okay? It's that not is a- one of the things that I keep seeing, like, in uh, video games, like tabletop video games, uh, like Baldur's Gate 3. You run across these characters that have hundreds of years of backstory, and they've gone on these, these different things, and they've done this different thing, and they're like, there's they're level one when you meet them okay they're level one when you meet them but that's fine the the main character has no real you know history they're just a, a person who's stuck doing the thing um but yeah i i like to think uh like before session zero you are level zero commoners right and you've got the call to action you've got that thing that motivates you to go out which once we talked about that before, that is a great part of a backstory that should be included in your backstory. Why are you doing this? Why are you at this game? Because if you can't come up with a reason for this character to be involved in the game, you need to come up with a different character. I agree. Yes. Again, that's it's part of your motive. You are allowed to give your players restrictions saying you must have this, so, some explanation for this in your backstory. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is that is a thing you are allowed to do. If this is not the the biggest mistake that I see most GMs make is make me anything. I'll fit it into my world. That is a the biggest mistake that you can make as GM. No, you must give your players clear guidance. Okay, this is like this is to be like if, if somebody at work just told me like just do anything, it'll it'll work out great. No, yeah, no. That's why there's code review. That's why you have QA. No, but as a as a GM, you've got to do code review and QA on your players at all times. Yeah, like I, I I take that. Give me anything. I'll fit into my world as a challenge that I usually fail at, um, but it in in spectacular ways. Don't make a long game. That's the throw anything at me. If you want to have a campaign, if you want to have a long, you know, running game where your players are motivated by their actions, their backstory, you get them involved, you can have your storyline and their storyline can fit alongside it. It can be side quests. It can be all sorts of things. But the motivation needs to be there at the front. And the uh, backstories of the characters should match the level that they start at. The most important thing is that you can't have, you can have a, an aspect of clashing personalities within your group. You can't have uh, personalities that are designed through backstory that are in direct conflict in your group. You will, yeah. you will suffer greatly if they are in direct conflict with the group or in direct conflict with execution of your story. So make sure that people have enough knowledge or enough you know boundaries put put upon them or requirements put upon them that they know how to structure their backstory in a way that they will work as a group or they <laughs> will or they will like you know hate, hates everybody but will work in a group <laughs> well, i mean it could work if you put some weird restrictions on it you know you've got that one person that doesn't want to adventure doesn't want to go in a group but they're being forced to because of uh something 
you know, there's there's maybe a, a cartel that is holding their family hostage or um, it can be simple. You know, it could be, it could be that, the, yeah. but they begrudgingly do it because they need money and they spend it all. So. Yeah. Because they're a degenerate gambler who is currently on the run from, you know, they can't go back to town and they can't survive out on their own. So they're, they're going to join the group. Yeah. yeah so th- that, be... that, that's the way that you can make a loner fit in with the group. Okay. If you absolutely must do that, but don't. It, it's <laughs> it's about giving proper motivation. Um, also, we talked about this. Novels are are out. Short stories are out. I'm saying outlines only for those starter characters. Outlines are. I, I mean, you can even get too complex with outlines. I say, you know, there, there there's a couple of good questions. I mean, you can just start with the five, like the five, like where, why, what. <laughs> you know that sort of thing or you can mm-hmm. be like there there is a more detailed set of questions which is like 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 who were you know who who were who is your family and like you know where did you come from and um you know like who is your greatest rival and who is your 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 you know best friend and like things like that those are things that like just simple questions like that give life to your character and they also um, give an immense amount of detail and creativity to the GM. Okay, mm-hmm. the problem with the novel, okay, is that the problem I see with everybody who writes the novel is that they design every character, every connection, and everything that those people did along the way. And so now I've offered my GM no creative flexibility on my family, on my friends, on my backstory. I've said this is how it was because I wrote the novel, um, so you got to use that. That that's that's yeah. canon now. <laughs> and you know that's it's really hard to build that into a story. It's really great if you plan on completely ignoring their backstory, and then you get a frustrated player in your hands. If they've written a novel, then that's that's a problem for both of you you got to bring it to a point where it's actually a useful piece. Um, I like, you know, players not knowing parts of their, their history. I like players not knowing, um, you know, they've, or they have an idea of what has happened. And through storytelling, through what's going on, you find out that that idea is inaccurate, not wrong, just like they're only seeing one side of it or uh they were told the story from a uh a perspective that was wrong you know and so that can give you good drama that can give you good uh uh interactions with other characters and that's great for story beats uh, but your players will have to know that that's the sort of backstory that you're they're going to be working with yeah, you you writing the you. you writing the way that the king acts is in like you know his his quirks and his character flaws. You're not the GM, okay? No. If you got if you got thrown into you know prison by decree of the king, that's enough, okay? I don't need to know that 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 he he. You, I don't need you to to illustrate the conversation he had with you before he decided mm-hmm. to to do that, which now has made boxed me into how I have to you know portray him in my game. 
Okay. Which is why I will continue to say your players get the option. Like if they've written out a novel, if they've written out these whole things, I should, as the GM, in a tactful way, say, I'm going to take some red pen to this. Yes. I'm going to edit it down to how it'll fit into my game. Uh, You'll keep the main story beats, but understand that some of the information you have here may be just your perception of what had happened. And some of it is uh, wholly incorrect because you were told the wrong things from somebody. Don't know. Could happen. But, you know, what I what I give you back out of your backstory at that point, you can use that to, to play with. And if it changes, just pay attention. We take a break now to hear a word from Red Dirt D&D. Attention all Dungeons & Dragons fans. Red Dirt D&D brings you the world's greatest role-playing game with an Americana twist. Join a cast of characters like Jaska, a Yodi Ranger. I don't know much about the Nulls, but if you greet people with a smile and just be calm and courteous, everybody will be willing to listen. Beatrix, a Tabaxi Rogue. Hey, y'all, this looks like a rug made out of AstroTurf. Blackjack, a Jackalope Folk Warlock. I do have large feet. Thank you for noticing. Twitch, a rat folk necromancer. Soon the world will be mine. Stop laughing. How dare you? Easy now. There's no need for violence. Zianci, a spiderkin cleric. My favorite flavor of blood is red. What's yours? And Billy, a possum fighter. Underestimating me would be the last thing you do. Red Dirt D&D includes original music and sound effects. We'll also keep the program short, only about 40 minutes, so you can easily listen while driving or working out at the gym. New shows drop every Wednesday and are totally free. You can listen to the latest episode and catch up with past performances on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your favorite online programs. You can find out more information at Red Dirt D&D on Facebook, Twitter, and at reddirtdnd.com. We now return to the conversation on Level Up Your Gaming Podcast. Yes. I think uh, a good backstory is, of course, one that has uh, goals, hopes. You know, there's motivation for why they're doing it right now. Uh, A good backstory might have something about, like, I would like to do this in my life, just like you said. Um, I like to have relationships. Uh, Cyberpunk Red does this also, where you've got to build out a backstory that's like, this is your family these are your relationships. The most important person in the world to you is blah, blah, blah. Um, it's all part of the story, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, we we talked about this earlier. I'm going to talk about it again. A player's backstory doesn't need to be super dark. Your whole family and village doesn't need to be killed by goblins. You don't have to, like, be suffering under some blood pack of a necromancer from a thousand years ago that's passed down your generations that if you don't go and collect the crystals that he's going to, I don't know, eat your intestines or something. A really good example of this 
is in the game. If you play the game Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, some of the characters have that type of black backstory. Like, oh my God, really dark, you know, out for revenge, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. And some of the characters are just like, I want to be the best merchant I can be. <laughs> like, yeah. That's like, a good backstory. I'm, I'm going on a quest to learn all the medicines of the world. Okay. For no particular awesome. reason. You're just going to go do it because you like knowledge or you want to help people. Like, it's a good enough motivation. I mean, it could be something as dumb as like, I'm a world-class fisher and I've heard that there are some of the best lakes in the world out there in the wild and I need to prove my mettle. They made a TV show about that. They had to cancel it after a couple of seasons because they caught every giant fish in the world. I'm not joking. That's a real thing. Um, but like, that's a decent backstory. That doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be grimdark. Can't be. I'm not saying you, you don't have to have grimdark, but not everybody needs to have a grimdark background. Yeah, again, it, it fit, fit it into the world that you're building and the type of character that you want to build. I mean, because you can have a very happy character in in the group. And it it does offset some of the grit and some of the grime. You know, this is a dark world. Everyone's dark. And you, you're just kind of like this naive person. Like, And maybe that's part of your character growth is that your naivety fades through the game. Okay. Or your enthusiasm and upspiritness just brings all the grimdark people around you to be like, no, this is, this is actually kind of cool. You know, we, we just killed the dragon. <laughs> it's cool. You know, and that's, it could be a thing. It's, it's the, you know, the, the happy go lucky person going along with all the, the badass serious people. Always a fun time. Yeah. Now don't, don't, don't just brood. It can't rain every day. Good, good line yeah. for one of our games um but yeah make, make it so make it so again you gotta make your backstory jive with everyone else in the party and jive with the gm like you know it, it it's a lot of it's it's useful and also use your this is an opportunity i know you got this wrote, written down here but this is also a good opportunity where maybe you want to have two like it's less believable that seven people by chance come together okay <laughs> yeah into a group okay it's and like whether or not like I, i've talked gatherings because it's the most important thing but it is more likely that three groups of people come together and so you might have characters who interweave backstories know each other and connect to, to one another. Um, they, they, they've come across each other in some fashion or like mm -hmm. even, you know, I've done business with your character before because I'm a merchant and I've, I've sold you my wares before. So you know that at least I have a level of trustworthiness to you. Like there is a rapport established innately in our backstories that makes it easier and helps gel the gathering together. This is sort of a thing where you can let the players do it on their own, or you can kind of give some helpful guidance into getting the players to, to kind of put those connections together. Yeah. No, it was, um, when I did the, the desert game, uh, it was one of my requirements that every one of my players had a connection to another player. And, you know, we had, uh, the, night elf urchin wizard 
was a street urchin that was uh you know brought in off the street and taught her first levels of magic by the same guy that built our uh a robot warforged and we had um the desert cleric met up with the desert ranger and they saved each other's lives out in the desert and now they're coming to the city to to find work and so like because you've already got these connections you already have a uh, a relationship there's already this bond between the characters it makes it easier to uh get these people involved to find out why they continue to adventure together uh and their backstories have a little bit of intertwinement um and you can you can then use that for for drama for stories you know because if there is a good connection between these characters and hopefully a good connection between your players then you know by putting some pressure on one of the characters the other characters will feel that pressure and you know rush their aid or you know make decisions it's it's super useful I mean, a good example of this is when we first did our detective series, one of the things I didn't want to do was how to figure out how to do the gathering for everyone. And so I made it so everybody, I said, in, in the background creation. I had a lot of people who started it, and we lost a lot of people along the way. So um, I had everybody who started it. The three of them started as they were the people who created the private investigation uh, company. And then... Um, everybody else was a consultant so like they all knew who everybody was and although we lost all the consultants along the way uh the private investigators stuck together uh through the story and one of the things because they already had started working with each other they knew each other was instead of um you know like we didn't know how we was going to play the character exactly instead of you know like looking at like odd behaviors from a character uh as a thing we leaned into uh our own sort of made-up trope so there's a lot of a lot of trust in that that we'd fill in the gaps to the backstory like jared always said like my character like had his old like high school wrestling days and uh jared's character had had his his, his grandchildren or whatever so it's just like 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 these these things and you're able to kind of like lean into the into these things and make up kind of backstories in good faith as we kind of went along because the characters had good rapport with one another so um very good a thing that you can do when you have connections is you can call back to like you know events that have never happened or never recorded Mm -hmm. and you can be able to like lean into those events which makes things you know a little bit more fun a little bit more uh mcguffin good 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 way to get out of bad situations are you saying that in a difficult situation yes anding Yes. will help make the story better you can you can you can improv your way out of it <laughs> ah that sounds like maybe you should go to learn to improve with improv go back a couple episodes that, <laughs> um yeah uh, so how do you get these backstories into your game i Again, know you're not a big fan of it i love it i pick and choose my battles where i want to put them in um so like mm-hmm. i've i I've leaned, I've used people's backstories before. So again, you're, it is fodder for the GM to put together. It is a, consider it, the GM is being kind to you, 
by creating a story based on the backstory nuggets that you gave them. Okay. So oh, you great GM. Let my character do something. The character will do something. You have all your motivation driven through your backstory. That's for you. Okay. If yeah. you give me things that I can sprinkle into my story, I go, ah, I, I think I have an idea how I can use that. I have an idea how I can use that. It doesn't mean that you're going to get it tomorrow. It might mean that you're going to get 10 sessions down the line. But I have I have I have plans and I'm gonna work that into my story. Again, the way that you work it into your story, in my in my opinion, is you put it where it begins to fit. So it's not gonna show up game one. Okay. It might. Maybe you have a really long thing. Maybe like somebody's giving you something really intriguing. You're like, great. I'm gonna start planting seeds for this now. So that way when I when we get, you know, ten sessions down the line, they're gonna go, Oh my god. My GM is a wizard. He <laughs> he put this together. Um, but again, when you decide that you're going to incorporate something, that's when you start bringing in it, putting in the seeds. Maybe you bring in an NPC from the, their past. Maybe you bring in you know the conflict that 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 is has driven that character here and there. Or if you know that the character has moral conundrums uh, associated to different things, or maybe has a sense of like really strong justice because of things that happen in their backstory, you can put them in front of those situations. Those are ways to use the backstory without creating direct plots. But if you're going to build a plot, I tend to wait a while. I tend to think of how I want to incorporate that if I want to incorporate it, you know, noodle on it. Yeah. Um, I love using characters' backstories to sort of drive plot points. But yes, you can't do that day one unless you are given this the their backstories long before you develop the plot, which is a completely weird way to do things. I like coming up with a story and like, you know, outline things and then tell my players, hey, these are the sorts of characters that would be involved in this so that they can come up with characters that'll fit. Yeah, they have to have guidelines to be able to fit mm -hmm. into your world. You can't just be like, okay, I want you to create me some characters and then I'm going to figure out the story there thereafter. It doesn't well, work it, really well. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, my, my uh, Tuesday group is playing, has, has been playing a lot of uh, pre-built modules like you know just run through them they're easy they don't take a lot of work we all have jobs uh, but I have something wrong with my brain and so I wrote you know a full campaign and this is the sort of thing that happens if you're playing a pre-built module backstories really don't have a place in them because the story is going to be the story you know, the DM can come in and uh, the you know, jam their way into creating a place for that backstory. But it's it's now, you know, you're customizing rather than just going with the module. And that's going to happen anyway, because when we're, you know, telling one of these stories, things get off the rails sometimes. But uh, having having those backstories having a storyline and characters that fit within them yes it's easier to sort of mix that stuff in um if you really want to utilize a character's backstory in your game 
um, and you've got a story you come up with, you've got your outline, come up with a couple of NPCs, come up with a couple of events that may have happened, big events, like, you know, there was a war or uh, the past couple of seasons, we've had uh, massive flooding and rains in one area and droughts in another. And so there's conflict about food. You know, there's just fighting. Um, and let the characters sort of pick which side they're on because then they can become part of that story. That can be part of their backstory. Like my home was flooded out. Your home is is running out of food because of the droughts. And uh, we're both coming to the city and yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, again, the, these are all things that you can do to tie these things back in your back into your game. Um, I'll, I'll bring it up here. I was, I, I was writing down some additional notes with this here. I but, saw. Um, if you are going to incorporate, if you really like an aspect from somebody's backstory and it's going to become a thing where you're going to start adding these things into your plot or driving or leading things in the plot, don't favorite somebody's backstory. You have to get everybody kind of touched uh, yeah. along the way. It, it's really important. Otherwise, you you run the risk of being like, well, I gave you a backstory. Like, why didn't you do anything for me? <laughs> like, what have you done for me lately? Okay, you get a lot of that. <laughs> now, you will run into some players that are more engaged than other players. Um, Engagement's that, different. but again. Don't let that keep you focused on just you want to encourage engagement with other players too yes so like maybe tie the engaged person storyline into the non-engaged person storyline to get them fighting to you know get everybody engaged yes yes exactly but yes spread the love everybody should get a little bit of it I disagree with your next point here, which is can I use backstory in a short game? Now, are you talking about a one shot or are you talking about a really short game? One shots. I mean, okay, so <laughs> I I'm not saying that if you're going to like we're going to create characters and I want you to write backstories and we're going to play them tonight and then we're never going to touch them again. That's that's dumb. Uh that that's a waste of time. It's it's a fun, exciting uh, thing to do, but it is a waste of everybody's time to try and like come up with a whole story based on this. That's what I'm thinking. If, <laughs> if you've got a campaign, okay, and you're like, I am bored of the main plot, uh, I need something to sort of spice things up. I'm gonna make a little one shot. We're gonna have our characters have a, like a little side adventure. Well, that's Use entirely different because you've already created the backstories for those larger characters. Also, it's a really good time to incorporate a backstory. <laughs> it's a great time too. You can have like a short little, like a one shot or like a, a side mission, you know, where it's just like, it is not part of your overall storyline. It is just a thing that you guys go and do for the fun of it. It is a great time to have a short session or a couple of sessions that focus on that character's backstory that don't have anything to do with anything else. Yeah, no, I, I, agree, I agree with that, yes. So, okay, the, I'll give you that. You can use, if you're going to do side mission, something like that, then it's a short thing or a short game, mm -hmm. you know, a one-shot type of thing that is with existing characters, then it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm going to take it a step further and go to, while it's not good for a lot of systems... 
some systems are extremely character driven. And in those senses, you'd be building a character and the entire session is backstory driven. That entire games, there are entire games that are just that, where the character sheets don't have, you know, stats and uh, um, items and, you know, magic spells and stuff like that, but they are more built around a character's backstory. And those games are very great for people that really enjoy role-playing and engaging in that sort of behavior. And uh, that's a great time to start busting out these ideas of how do backstories work together and sort of flexing those GM muscles. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one step further, which is another point that I had written down. Um, it, it has nothing to do with short games; it has everything to do with longer games, longer formats. If you are going to write or tell a sandbox-based game, it's the one time I will tell you, players absolutely 100% need to have backstories. Okay fairly detailed backstories because you need a lot to work with. You need the player to have motivation in a sandbox game. Okay. The, that's the nature of a sandbox game. A sandbox game is I can give you a larger plot point that, you know, maybe starts to come together, but I might not have one right off the bat. And I need you to sort of make your mark in my world based on what you want to do. So a fully player driven game requires a very heavy backstory and that tends to lean into the sandbox nature of games like true sandbox go do what you want to do okay mm -hmm. if players have no motivations for that like again that'd be your failure in session zero is that you can't come up with good backstories then you got problems because you're gonna have a bunch of players sitting on their thumbs going what do we do next and it's like well what's your character like to do <laughs> yeah yeah you I've never really been a big fan of starting a game as a sandbox. Um, I always like that initial call to action. You know, give your players at least a, a short storyline so they can get into the world and meet some characters and find out what they want to do. But yeah, I, I every time I've run a sandbox like out of the gate, it has always evolved into just sort of like meandering around um and i end up coming up with a plot and then we do the plot thing anyway so so you bring you put your frame all back with the plot again sandbox yeah, yeah. sandbox is a whole different bag of worms but it, it does rely much heavier on the backstories of your characters in my last point i thought about this when we were up earlier in this when you talked about um you know designing your backstories and doing the red pen sort of thing I have had, okay, and this is a pitfall, okay? People like to take the flaw of amnesia in their characters. <sighs> people love to do it. Players love to do it because it says, I don't have to come up with the backstory. Or they, So that's one reason why they'll do it. The other reason why they'll do it is they'll do it because they say, I don't have to come up with the backstory, but I'm going to give you a 17-page novel on what the actual backstory is. No, <laughs> you don't get to write the backstory. Once you take amnesia, you are lazy, and I can do whatever I want with your character. <laughs> okay, yeah. or that's what you think happened, or somebody told you that's what happened. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> I have a great example of this. So once again, uh, I was 
playing a game. My wife was going to be a character, and I asked her to write up a character, come up with a little short backstory. You know, what's your motivation in the game? She says, I just want to play the game. Yeah, but you got to have some... No, I just want to play the game. Write a backstory. I don't want to. You write one for me. Fine. So I... I made her, you know, she, uh, her family was the cause of all the wars and she never knew because when she was like four or something like that, they sent her off to avoid getting killed and was raised by people out in the wild and come to find out that, you know, all of her family is scattered to the wind. Huge amount of backstory. Massive. Didn't know any of it. It's great. Every time turned around, there's more backstory tied into other characters in the game. And, you know, if they give you the ability to use it, you're allowed. You are absolutely allowed to go hog wild with the, I don't know what my backstory is. Do it. Ruin them. Make sure that the next time they come to the table, they come with information for you. Yeah, again, th- this would be the one time where I'd say you could be a little adversary with the players. <laughs> but that's it. That that's my only that's my only uh my only So you're going to agree with me about just like ruining your players for once? Oh, thank you. But uh no, do you have anything else you want to add to this one, Josh? Besides ruining your um, players through amnesia or no backstory? No, no. I I really enjoy um like the the fun and happy backstories mixed with the dark and gritty backstories but as long as they just like fit they gotta fit and as soon as you get to that point then everything else is pretty much gravy yeah i agree with that so that's gonna wrap us up for this week's episode uh if you have thoughts on backstories whether you like them or dislike them and i've already had people share their opinions on backstories with me before <laughs> but please share more level up your gaming podcast at gmail.com or facebook.com slash level up your gaming also we are on youtube so go ahead and smash the like button there subscribe to the podcast there or subscribe to on your favorite podcast site review it recommend it to a friend all those good things And that's going to wrap us up for the week. So for Josh, I'm Aaron. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.